hey everybody welcome to the usl show this is a completely different group of people than we had last week for the most part which is exciting no it's uh, i'm actually pony and i'm showing my face that's right that's true yeah 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 (laughs) you look really different that's weird um anyway uh i'm your host as always as most of the time um your favorite podcaster's favorite podcaster the man who is too hot for bandwidth evan Mm. um yeah that's a new one because couple weeks ago anyway um joining me it's uh, it's sometimes they're my soccer acquaintances but uh they're always my soccer friends uh this week the man that puts the show in show notes uh indestructible by mother nature it's ryan allen hi ryan hi yeah i'm back in wilmington for a full break i had uh, 13 trees in my yard or sorry 17 trees in my yard at the start of the hurricane and only four remain <laughs> i should have said um everyone's favorite Scooby-Doo 2 fan, Ryan Allen, but I, I missed my chance. Um, also joining us, he is as soft as a down pillow. I call him the Bernie Sanders of United Soccer League. It's my dear friend, Goose. <laughs> Hello, everybody. It's good What's to up, be man? Um Thank you for having me as well. This I is talked always to the, we had time. the lesser of the two members of Talking Jacks, Alex Warren, <laughs> on the show Alex a couple weeks ago. Is the far better version of uh, <sighs> without talk without him, Talking Jacks doesn't happen. I'm just talking to a wall, and there's no internet connection. So. <laughs> he, he physically has to like tell you that you're on a podcast and like set. That I like the fact that you have to talk to yourself. No <laughs> right. He is the brains behind the operation. Let's put it that way. It's true. It's true. Um, also joining me tonight, uh, another very shaggy person, but not the like Jamaican singer said that it wasn't him a lot. Um, you might have noticed that there's football lines in the field that his team plays in. It's okay. He's going to try to paint over them. Um, you might know him as Soccer with Brian. We're getting ready for some Soccer with Brian. It's Brian Cook. Hi, Brian. Really? You got to yep. bring up the football lines. Always and forever. And listen, just because Bethlehem has theirs now doesn't mean that I get a free pass on that one. So. God, I hope in 2019 we just see them just just make Play them the a little, little less apparent. Okay. Parking lot. That would be amazing. Wouldn't it? Uh, and you just push the Colts out of Luke's soil. <laughs> yes, that would be so easy. If only. Uh also joining us for the first time, which is saying something because good lord, we've we've had everybody and their mother on the show. Um, but don't worry. You know they you know it's it's not about the fight and the horse, it's about the horse and the fight or whatever. The host of eighteen sixty eight weekly, uh John, how's it going, man? Hey, it's going well. How are all you guys? We're great. Very good. I'm Thank glad you. that this is always someone's intro to the show is just me rambling for about five minutes while I get to introduce everybody. But uh, I guess we're all here to talk some soccer. So let's do that. Shall we? Oh, crap, guys. I'm here for baseball. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. I was here right. for hockey. So this oh. is I probably should just. Oh, man. I guess yeah. we'll just transition to baseball. Wait, Football Manager 2019 comes out in like, I don't know, 11 days? I thought that's what we were doing here. This is... No, that's for your next podcast. 19 tomorrow. Managing with with Ryan. He's also here, though. Anyway, you'll come up with something. Anyway, uh, first bit of news this week. Uh, announced today, I think. Uh, Penn FC announced they are taking 2019 off before officially moving to USL League One. Which, guys, I have some great news. Uh, I was going to say, Penn FC has announced their inaugural season will be in 2020 in USL League One. 
Hmm. Yeah. Definitely news. Uh, anybody <laughs> with any thoughts on this that isn't just kind of taking a bite out of the, the organization? I mean, it could be worse, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, they, they could have closed I... their doors. I mean, at least they're they're still kicking. I mean, missing a year, but yeah, hey, I mean, uh, soccer is good, man. Soccer is good. Soccer yeah, is good. I like that take. That's a good one. Yeah, you're you're annoyed for the fans, obviously, of that team that are going to have to wait a year mm. to see their team play on the field again. Um, but you also have a weird level of respect that an organization's not going, hey, we're going to completely close our doors. We're going to take the year off. We're going to figure out a better business strategy. Mm. And we're going to obviously put ourselves in a better position to succeed. So yep. hindsight, I think it's 2020. It's, that's what they say, I believe. I, I, yeah. I think it shows that something has to change. Um, I'm mildly surprised because they went through the whole rebranding process just to not only self-relegate, but then also take a hiatus. Right. Um, so it's yeah. kind of just a lot to process. Yes. I would think as a fan, I wouldn't even know how to go about processing all that as a fan to begin with. But um, you also think that, because I was, I was actually just talking about this previously with another person, but you think that like, Something has to change and there has to be a shift in trajectory with the organization because as long as I've been a fan of the, the league, they've only played at um, the baseball part that I'm forgetting the name of that's on the island. And that hasn't worked for them. So it's if you're going to continue to try to do that and it's not going to work, yeah, then something has to change. Um, so you got to have a little bit of respect for them in that sense. But it's super tough for the fans. It. It, I would imagine it's hard to look past next season and just like, oh, it'll be fine. We're just self-relegating ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, everything's up in the air. What yeah. could possibly go wrong? I think the two kind of takes that I looked at it is, I'll say the more positive one. First, what, or I saw this kind of floating around on Twitter that look at the kind of lineup of uh, USL League One at the moment. You have a few kind of amateur markets that had amateur teams moving up. You got professional sides moving down. It shows that at least there's a marketplace for teams that need to have this kind of like intermediate kind of spending habits and still be a professional team. And it's especially at the D2 level, it's hard to go all in at the highest spending when you have the likes of Cincinnati and Sacramento up there. But you also know that you're not anywhere close to playing in, say, or playing like around Des Moines or Lakeland currently. They want to have that kind of middle ground, which I think is a good move. And for Harrisburg to kind of recognize that mm -hmm. is a good choice. But I do understand kind of where their fan base is coming from. Current owner of Penn FC is George Altiers, who owned the Hammerheads before the team was uh, shut down in 2016. Which for me, at least, off of that was concerning. I think just that he, when he shut down Hammerheads in 2016, it was like he wanted to get out of the league. And then less than like a month later, he was buying into Penn FC. And now Penn FC is having troubles here. It just seems like they need it. I agree with you, Goose, that they need to change something about their culture to avoid you know, Altiers kind of going 0 for 2. Yeah. Um, two things. 
one is is just kind of I have a closing thought, and then I actually have a question based off of their roster. Um, one, this kind of screws up the whole relationship with Rush Soccer to take a year off in a way. Um, if you're being billed as their first team, now they don't have a first team again for a year, and you're kind of back at square run in 2020 with that pipeline. So um, I'd be a little disappointed if I was all tears or, or Rush Soccer in, in that case. Again, you know, it's a better decision, I think, long-term for business. Um, you can't lose a lot of money if you're not operating. Um, but yeah, no, that'll be an interesting thing. As far as the USL championship or even League One or, or maybe even League Two goes, is there anybody, um, and I can think of a couple people, on this Penn FC team that you think we see next year in USL um, or you know maybe even in, in MLS or, or what have you? Um, in 2019. Yep. Yeah. Um, Lucky um, Kostana, I yep. feel like yeah. he's he's been one of their best players. I think the one the one that stood out to me mm-hmm. um, very recently, actually, and it's a little scarring. But um, but that's a whole other thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's what's interesting is they do have a decent bit of talent. So we'll be curious to see where that goes. And on top of it um their their coach um Roll i can't off. imagine yes uh former rowdy's assistant i think i know yep. he's a part of the rowdy's organization Correct. so I'd be curious to see where he goes as well that's what i was gonna say i think especially with a lot more teams coming online um you know especially in league one but even in the championship um i'm still getting used to having to say that by the way i'm doing a good so job weird. that's we're yeah. all gonna need a grace okay. period <laughs> great I'm like surprising myself with how well it's going. So I'm sure I'll mess up at every conceivable time from here on out. Um, yeah, but with Viking coming checks online, in 2019. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I think Voss is a great uh, get for some of those teams. Like he said, he was with the Rowdies organization, which, you know, Stu Campbell, obviously not their coach anymore, but was very successful. Um, and he's done well with with not a whole lot. I think another guy that might get some looks and, and might keep playing in USL until he's done playing, um, Ken Tribbett is a really solid center back. Uh, yeah, Very nice yeah. offensive threat, so he might pop up somewhere. Um, I mean, I'm sure he will, actually. So, uh, yeah, that was the Pen of Sinus. Uh, best of luck for them uh, in 2019 with getting all that stuff sorted out and all that, and then 2020 when they come back into League One. Um, other news, uh, a couple of expansion team related things. El Paso's team name was unveiled El Paso locomotive FC. I'm not super crazy about the name, but oh my goodness, that crest is lovely. Yeah. 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 Very nice. It's also their abbreviation is EPL FC. I don't know if anybody else has noticed that. I just thought that was kind of funny. Stop um, yeah. Um, the crest is gorgeous, though. The colors really is. Is, is, is beautiful as well. Um, it's just, it was, it looks like it was done really well, mm-hmm. which personally, a lot of recent USL conglomerate crests have been kind of, eh. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, they haven't left me. Being like, wow, that's nice. Austin, I would buy it. Austin, Austin, Austin Bull. Bull. 
yeah, yeah. Thank you. Um, I did. I did really like. Uh, who was it? Memphis's was the colors weren't my favorite, but the actual design of the crest was really pretty. I, I'll give you that as well. Yeah. I don't love that Memphis has to be involved because it feels like redundant. What is it? Memphis nine hundred one FC. Yeah, yeah, nine hundred two one zero. Yeah. And know how much US team. John, are you a little upset that like everyone stole Reno's gimmick? <laughs> no, because it's the best one. Why, okay, fair enough. <laughs> I was just about to say, I think I think the one that I love the most is Reno 1868 FCs. Uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful colors. Beautiful it is really pretty. In the background, the mountains, you know, I mean, I love it. I think everyone should be like Reno. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I'm not, I just want you all to know I'm not biased in any way. No, 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 not at all. Not at all. We, I didn't detect that at all. How can I ask you again, John, one more time? Just... What's that? I don't, I don't know. Something about you being on a podcast about Reno or something. I'm not sure. Oh, fake news, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bigger proponent of it. I just thought I heard something from somebody, but I, I must have heard wrong. Um, I'm a bigger proponent of all the texting clubs kind of doing their names after what uh, teams in Russia do. I mean, you get El Paso Locomotive, like Locomotive Moscow. There's a big slew of teams that name Dynamo, even though that kind of Dynamo. Oh, it came about during the uh, Cold War, but beside the point, I want to see more other teams like hey, Seska, Corpus Christi, Zenit, Odessa, Spartak, Fort Worth. I'm trademarking those USL. Yep, you can have those for free. See, this is the one thing that people don't understand that we give the league, and that's why they like us so much. It's just free marketing and brand advice. Well, guys, uh, yeah. all I know is we really need to come on ride the train, the choo-choo train. <laughs> All right, Brian. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, guys. I'll, I'll see you later. Yeah, yeah, no, no problem. problem. No problem. Shooters. They had a great meme when they tweeted it. It's true. Uh, to be fair about the name, though, yeah. I do like the fact that you can shorten it to El Paso Loco. Yeah, oh, that's that another really thing good. that's really great. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, look at that. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Nice, nice. Yeah, I like I like the rushing naming system for. For the Texan teams, because it's so far from. Well, no, I guess there's a lot of oil in Texas, so that works out. Oh. Yeah. All right. Never mind. We're great. It checks out. It's fine. Um. Other uh, other name news: Lansing Soccer Club LLC approved by the city of Lansing. They will probably be a uh, League One, League One team. So that's exciting. Um. Michigan making their way into. The hearts and minds. I'm a little sad it's not going to be the Michigan Bucks, but I'll get over it. But uh, yeah, Thomas M. Cooley Law Stadium would be the home stadium. Five year lease for those guys. It's it is a baseball field. I'm sorry. Boo. I know. Sorry. At least it doesn't have football lines. It could be worse. God, God. It could be God. Why? Low hanging fruit. <laughs> I don't know. Actually, I don't, I'm still not sure what is worse football lines or um a baseball field it depends how many players on the team that you like almost break their legs in the infield dirt let's just all agree it just gives (laughs) announcers great and easy material to work with when teams aren't doing that well (laughs) (laughs) because the amount of the 11 announcers that were going up and he kicked that from the 30 yard yard line the ball would go over the net and he would go it's good and i'm like that's an easy joke to make and i'm Really bad at puns, so that's why I would say that. Good. At least with yeah. football lines, it makes it easier to measure how far out shots come from, and the kind of 
guessing. It's like, yeah, I guess that was 40 yards out. Yeah. <laughs> that is like a weird benefit of it. Um, mm-hmm. Lansing is such an interesting market to me because I feel mm-hmm. like Lansing just have, I know somebody that's involved with Lansing um, and just from an outsider, way outsider's perspective, they almost feel like you are getting as close as you can to getting a Detroit City FC without actually getting Detroit City mm. FC. <laughs> okay. Getting um, there without stepping on anyone's yeah, toes. It's like way. saying, like, hey, we got this cool, like, gra- grassroots team coming in. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, they're in Michigan. Oh, is it Detroit? N- no, but it's close. <laughs> they wrote us a very nasty email in response, so we didn't, we didn't go there. They yeah. said something about uh, something pro. So yeah, yeah. There was a lot of F's. Um, <laughs> they thought we were MLS. <laughs> it's definitely interesting um, that whole thing. It's also am I the only one that didn't automatically know that Lansing was in Michigan? Because I'll go ahead and admit that I did not. Um, I knew it was Midwest, but okay. I did not know that it was Michigan. Maybe you are the only person. Oh god, I shouldn't have admitted that. Not, I no, yeah, no. Uh, I, five minutes ago, I had no idea, but now that you mentioned it, I, I now that I remember, yeah, I knew it the whole time. So. <laughs> <laughs> I I strategically waited for you to say what state it was in, and now I can say that I knew what state it was mm, in. Indeed, I can. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's the that's the big move. You don't out yourself as not knowing something. Oh until no, someone else no, 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 never. And this was geography with the USL show. I liked it a lot, if I'm honest. We're going to do it every week. Geography with the USL show from here on out. It's going to be a new segment. Oh, uh, you got to, you got to get a good sounder for it though. I know I do. I need to get, we need to get a good sounder for everything, but you know, we haven't gotten there yet. So it's fine. Unless I could just start doing a sounders acapella, but I'll save everyone the trouble. Oh God. I know. I know. That's what I said. Oh uh, God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'll be the sounder for geography with the USL show. Oh God. <laughs> You know, there was a hell Michigan. Um, anyway, uh, other two other bits of news. One, uh, the serious one, and then I'll wrap with the not serious one that was serious. But anyway, uh, Albuquerque uh, team in USL is going to announce their their logo and their branding tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I forget what time, but it's happening. So don't do it while I'm in transit. I need to tweet about it. Okay. Great. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, they we'll actually reached out to Mike long. Pendleton and said, "When are you free?" And he went here. <laughs> I can see that happening. Put forth your logo to the logo god. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Do you think clubs are actively like, "What is he going to think? What is he going to think? What is he going?" They have to, right? Depending I, on how big a team is, I wouldn't be shocked if some of those teams actually know some okay. of the big Twitter people. Right, sorry. Okay, so like when Manchester City rebranded a couple years ago, I don't think they were worried about them, but like team probably know about them, right? I well, the Manchester they... City crests were uh, copyrighted before they were released, and that's how people found out about it. Yeah, that's fair. Anyway. Yeah. Too much publicity for Mike. we got to stop. Wait, uh, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, yeah, what's wait. up? Yeah. Where's Albuquerque at? New Mexico. I thought it was Michigan. Thanks. (laughs) Uh, It's actually in Saskatchewan. Wow. I I know a guy from Saskatchewan. (laughs) Yeah. 
they were like, what can we do to make this the longest city and province name ever? Uh, and they did it. <laughs> Shout out to Moose Jaw in, uh, in Alberta. Um, guys, Orange County SC's Twitter was hacked for like way too long um, mm. by, by software <laughs> mogul John McAfee. <laughs> Oh, this isn't funny. Um, a, I don't no, know it's why. absolutely hysterical. Well, <laughs> I don't know why anyone did this, uh, but they did it, and it was uh, it was kind of funny. I'm glad they got their Twitter back and everything, and I'm glad no one was actually actually harmed. But uh, was, I'm just I had so many questions because when I first noticed it, I was like, "Huh, that's a thing," and then it was like 15 minutes later, and I'm like, "Oh, it's still there," and then and like. I was like the three hours later and i'm like is someone asleep at the switch yeah. like are they all collectively like lost in a non-cell reception area they're like wonder what's happening in the world <laughs> they were too busy binge watching the usl show's favorite show the oc <laughs> <laughs> well, it, what's funny with that it's like if you've gotten it hacked like how do you let everyone in the public know that you got hacked you can't tweet something about it oh i think we pretty we pretty easily found out that no that wasn't. Facebook anymore, so they can't really do anything on facebook i see i would have been thoroughly entertained if we just started seeing battling tweets where like <laughs> the original account holder was also like, like signing a, his name on there like but a dr just... jekyll mr hyde kind of thing yeah like more <laughs> Who doesn't want a Twitter account that has multiple personalities? Oh my god. That's the next level for the USL, multiple personalities. At MPD Orange County SC tweeted. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think the best theory or the best joke I heard around this was or two of them was that this is just John McAfee's way of announcing that he's purchasing into OC. Yes. yes. He or, or the better one was the A place asking, Oh, it's good that you got your account back, but what about that Bitcoin? Yes. Yeah, Tiffany Rowdy's first response, which, by the way, was at 6.38 a.m. on October 5th. So, like, good job being up early, social media person. Yeah. Uh, Are you still giving out the Bitcoin, though? (laughs) (laughs) They said too soon. So uh, the answer wasn't no. So I'm (laughs) assuming whoever runs social media over at the Tampa Rowdy's now has some Bitcoin. What you're saying is USL funny money will be Bitcoin. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. Breaking news. Oh. Yeah. Oh. The Tampa Bay Rowdies by Baby and Johnson with two Bitcoin. I thought he was worth like 2.5. I think. But. That is really good. Yeah. I think I interrupted somebody and I apologize. Yeah, it's, it's no, right. no, you're good. I think I interrupted you. Oh, if you no. get further in your thought than I interrupted you. Anyway. I think this was a really brilliant idea by John McAfee. He hacks and then he sells soft software to stop hacking. It's oh my brilliant. God, you're right. It's brilliant. That, that and, is and, really good. And the only thing I think the only thing he could have done better was use Emoji FC down in Vegas because, well, I guess I don't know. Then people would see that the the Las Vegas lights got hacked and then look at their jerseys and think, oh, that's just what they do. So never mind, bad idea. No, I liked it a lot, actually. Um, yeah, sixty-six hundred dollars for one. So if you get like a hundred, you could buy your own D three team. Yeah. Mm. Actually, I have one more thought about the McAfee thing, um, and then I want to move in the games just because the interest of time. 
So you know how like you know teams will have corner kicks sponsored by whatever. Every time Orange County gave up a free kick outside of the box, would their wall be sponsored by McAfee and they'd call it the firewall? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Seriously, USL, if you're looking for free marketing yeah, ideas, guys, just just start the like, podcast. I would like to be salaried down. by the league, so like that would be great. But if not. I'll also take um, alcohol or chicken sandwiches or um, alcohol and chicken sandwiches or that or just <laughs> a know, combo more, deal. More, more scarves is always a thing that I'd, I'd be all right with. Yeah. So, you know, right whatever. I don't have head. a USL league scarf, by the way. Wink, wink. I have a Jake. USL backpack. That's right. You do. You do. Yeah. They had, they had raise your game scarves last year, didn't they? I kind of forgot those existed. Yeah. Oh, it's all right. A USL league one scarf. Ooh, good. Yes. I want a League Two scarf. I've got a PDL scarf. Yeah. Close, close. It's, yeah. Anyway, speaking of scarves, for cool. Um, FC Two show and Independence Two. We don't really need to talk about that one a whole lot, unless you would like to, Gus. No, that. Uh... That's all <laughs> like, I need to know. Great. The, the, the gist <laughs> of that game Great is recap. We, we started off the first thirty minutes the best way we possibly could have. Um, Zayat had a, a mini Zlatan esque goal. He did, it was very pretty, it was gorgeous. Um, and then, uh, per usual this season, uh, the wheels fell off the wagon and there was 60 more minutes of soccer played, and mm. we got another draw. Um, mm. and it ended our season of uh, essentially. Um, alcohol was drank, tears were not cried because nobody mm. saw them. Um, and thus our season was essentially over with for the playoffs. But I, I've just given up on that. I don't even – the season just ends in a couple weeks. Whatever yeah. y'all do after the fact, indie fans, steel fans, yeah. whoever, it's, yeah. it's up to you. That's cool. Thanks. Uh, other games, Atlanta United 2-1, meaning uh, the team that plays in Atlanta in the United Soccer League scored once. And the Tampa Bay Rallies also scored once, uh, that one ending in a 1-1 draw, which, um, Ryan, this wasn't the game that eliminated them from playoff contention, right? It was the loss, or do we not know? I know uh, they're out. The Tampa but... Bay result against uh, Charlotte was the one that eliminated the Rowdies. Okay. Atlanta's been long eliminated prior to this. Sure. But this, I mean, this certainly didn't help Tampa Bay in terms of their I mean, it, at this point, it was a really fleeting chance to get in, but I mean, they really needed the win here to to have any any shout at getting into the playoffs. It was a result they needed, and yeah. just it came up a little short. Hmm. Monarchs two, Oklahoma City one. Sebastian Salcedo with a brace for SLC scores in the seventeenth and forty eighth minute. Alex Dixon for OKC in the second <laughs> the seventy second, which is a new minute. It is not the 72nd. It is the one that happens in the first half that is two twos, which most people call the 22nd minute. Uh, first win for SLC since August 25th, which is a seven-match winless streak. Not good for them. Good that they got a win back, though. They certainly needed it. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, listen, they're in the playoffs. Real Monarchs. It's basically down the seating in the Western Conference. Um, but, you know, good for them to get off the really weird slow second half of the season they were on yeah i mean it's pretty much just seeding out in the western conference 
there's really only uh, one team left, and currently St. Louis is the one on the outside looking in, but there are three teams left in contention in two spots. Um, Seattle 2... <laughs> Seattle Sounders 2-2, two, two, LA Galaxy 2, also 2. Both two teams end up with two goals, wow. and they split one point. Mm. Um, that was a lot of twos. That was a fair amount of twos. Guys, the, the good news, uh, neither of these teams are, are making the playoffs. So we <laughs> will... Uh, I just thought it was worth mentioning. I mean, it was a good score, and I had to say a lot of twos, and I'm sure that a lot of people were like, he's going to mess up, and I, I didn't, so that was nice. Oh, hey, I had the utmost faith that you would probably mess up. So. Hey, thanks, man. Start a drinking game every time we mention two on this show. Oh, great. I'll get there. Second be second. <laughs> Did it. All right. Um, <laughs> Portland two. I have to finish the read, and then I'll do it. Bill, uh, Reno two. <laughs> Talk about it. Like we should probably turn this into a sipping game so we don't uh, kill all yeah. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. I'm not going to start doing shots or whatever. That's terrifying. <laughs> John, how was it? I, I'm oh, very oh, glad sorry, that you guys had the Ocean Graf uh, yeah. because he's like one of my favorite players. Yawkin? Uh, yeah, is it? Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah, he's a good, he's a good guy. Yeah, uh, so going into this match, I think uh, my fellow Renoans or Renoites, it doesn't really matter, um, mm. we're all a little a little wary going into this game. Portland Timbers, too, they're no, they're no pushovers, man. But no. Reno went in and, and played their game, played really well. First goal from uh, Duke Lacroix in the 36th minute and then Jochen Graf in the 85th. Um, Portland actually had a majority of the possession – uh, 51.3% as opposed to Reno's 48.7. Reno typically actually owns uh, the possession in, in the matches that they win. So it was really it was really interesting seeing them not have the possession advantage and still you know come out with that win. Mm-hmm. Um, Portland also had more shots with 13. Reno had 11. And then uh, five of Portland's were on goal and three for Reno. Um 23 clearance lead for Reno and then 16 uh, for Portland. And then really surprising to me here is that there were only like 1,200 people in attendance. Mm-hmm. But um, anyway, as for getting off the script for a minute here, sure. uh, Reno played really well. Uh, the passing was really good. Duke LaCroix has been all over the place for the last like four or five matches. So it was really cool seeing him finally getting his first goal of the season. And then this was Yakin's uh, second um, second match of the year for Reno. So him coming out with a goal is really rad. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, Hopeno ended up passing passing up Chris Weehan for the most assists in uh, Reno 1868 FC history. Uh, 13 off the top of my head, I believe, is the number. And nothing happened on Saturday, which we'll get to eventually, right? But yeah. Uh, yeah, and then most importantly, Reno clinched uh, playoffs. Mm-hmm. So that's that's definitely the most important thing. Needed one point, uh, went into Portland, left with three. And, uh, yeah, great game from Reno. I completely forgot Graf was out west, to be honest with you. Yeah, he, nice to see he, him was, out there. he was really yeah. good with, with Rochester – um, what was it two years ago now? Like really mm-hmm. caught my eye every time he would play. 
um, yeah. decently like nice enough in person, especially in the opposing player to opposing member of media like <laughs> um, interaction, like just a super sincere guy. Um, didn't really catch on with Tampa this year. I know at one point Bethlehem wanted to bring him in for some other guy. Um, and then, uh, yeah, you know, he got, he got out to Reno. Hopefully next year he just kind of finds a team, whether it's Reno or somebody else and just stays there and becomes a number one. Cause I think he has it in him, uh, for sure. Also is Duke LaCroix maybe the best name in uh in the usl is that yeah how movie? mad is he that there's a very popular water that has his last oh uh, you know what uh, is he the uh, heir to the water or uh <laughs> tiger ground i'm i'm going down to practice tomorrow yeah i'm totally gonna ask him definitely ask because, duke yeah i mean it never crossed my mind <laughs> a if he's the heir apparent to the Lacroix throne and then if he doesn't punch you how upset that he gets every time actually you might be able to answer the second question with the first one Show up with a six pack of Lacroix. Oh no! Don't do that. Well, I, I was gonna I, be. Oh, yeah, go ahead, no, John. I really value my relationship with this team. <laughs> so going in yep. just to get beat up by the by the, the front eleven is not really or the uh, starting eleven is not really something I want. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, when you mess with uh, a bean, you get the whole burrito, man. Uh, yeah, for sure, for sure. That's a uh, phrase I use all the time. <laughs> Well, I was gonna, I was gonna ask you, John, having seen because Duke Lacroix actually played for Indy during, I think, their last season in NASL, um, and I was very sad when he left um, because he's one of those guys that I see, and every time I see, he is freakishly fast. Oh yeah, um, and, but he's also extremely painfully raw. So I didn't know if you had any thoughts about like what his future entailed because, and I'm totally being selfish asking about a former Indy 11 player. Um, <laughs> but I, I seriously would love to see him just elevate his game even a little bit more. Cause I seriously see him as a true potentially a true uh, MLS player. Right. Uh, and so that's one of the really great things about Reno 1868 is that they are affiliated to the, uh, or with the San uh, Jose Earthquakes. And I don't know if you guys have been following the Earthquakes or the MLS lately, but the Earthquakes suck. <laughs> and and so, you know, with um, with Chivas' coach coming in, it was announced earlier today, um, I think there's going to be a whole lot of changes, and I think those changes are going to be beneficial to a lot of Reno players, including Duke Lacroix. And I think that, I think that he'll end up with the quakes uh, sooner than later. Uh, now, whether or not it's like a starting position, I, I we can talk about that. But I don't really think I don't really think that's like in the near future. But definitely can see him like coming off the bench, like a um, like a Jimmy Oxford kind of role. Mm. You know, mm. maybe uh, maybe even a Chris Weehan. Um, mm. But uh, I hope that answers your question. That's where I see him in the future. Definitely a quake. No, he was just a really interesting guy when he was here because he had trialed with the team for a while and he had been at the University of Pennsylvania um, and uh, the team wanted to sign him before he had graduated and he basically said, I want to graduate with a degree before I become a professional soccer player, which uh, graduating from Penn University is a pretty prestigious thing in and of itself, Mm -hmm. so... He's an extremely smart dude, so it's just good to hear so that, that he's doing well. Yeah. Hmm? When I... Penn University. 
Sorry, guys. <laughs> when I interviewed him, a no, while you're right. back, I interviewed him a while back for the very first time, and he blew my mind. Like he saw mm-hmm. things on the field that I didn't see from the press box, and and it's just yeah, he's a very smart guy. One of one of the best interviews I think I've I've ever had. I mean, it'd be good for him to join the Quakes, considering that uh, San Jose is currently last in MLS with just twenty points through thirty-two matches. Right, you didn't have to bring it up. I mean, yeah, it's it hurts, but <laughs> <laughs> it's not going away anytime soon. Fair. So. <laughs> Next match of the week: Sac Republic three, Swope Park one. Uh, Villian Bijev, Kamawasa, and oh, oh my god. Um, <laughs> oh man, Jerma Josich. We'll try that. Sorry, buddy. Get the goals for Sacramento. Smoke Park goal by Tyler Blackwood. So much easier to pronounce for English people. <laughs> Just where I grew up, man. Can't help it. Uh, Smoke Park lead possession and shots uh, and clearances. And uh, they get a 3 1 win. Both these teams in the playoffs yet. Well, Smoke Park might. Swope's battling. Well, it might not be uh, more likely than not, but in this case, anything's possible. So um, good for Sacramento. Nice to see them grab. Probably would end up being the third seed, if not the second, maybe. Um, I'm going to guess it'll be that third seed. That's what Pony was talking about in our um, Indomitable City uh, soccer chat. And it's looking like it'll be matched up with uh, the Portland Timbers, too, as that mm-hmm. sixth seed. So that's a chance mm-hmm. for uh, Kev and Pony to kind of face off. We're going to make them play soccer and boppers, everyone. They're more fun than a pillow fight. <laughs> did you sound like you had a gun to your head when you said I that? I did. I did. They're here. They They're forced me to say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, you're not going to see your family ever again unless you say our catchphrase. So I do it. <laughs> Speaking of things that are more fun than a pillow fight, could have went two ways with that one. Glad I went that way. It's run FC 2-1, Louisville City 3. Expected result there. Um, so we will keep moving on. Another expected result, Fresno 3, Colorado Springs nil. Uh, unfortunate for Fresno to be out of the playoffs, though, I will say. Um, had a decent first half of the campaign, second half, and maybe even kind of the end of the first around the, uh, I was going to say all-star break, we don't have one of those. Mid-season, the mid-season break, uh, it just kind of fell off for them, and they are eliminated from playoff contention. In fact, both of these teams uh, are. Brian, uh, Indy and Bethlehem played each other. Also, I teased that I was going to break news today on the show, and then I didn't yet, so let me do that now. Uh, Bethlehem Steel FC defender AJ Patterson is getting uh, or has a call-up as of tonight to the uh, Granada national team ahead of their uh, where is it? Yeah, ahead of their CONCACAF nation, uh, Nationals League match against Cuba. So his dad is apparently from Granada. He gets a call up to their national team. They'll play Cuba, uh, his first international cap. So good stuff there. I was told I could break that on the show. So there you go. So congratulations to AJ. Really cool guy. Really bad at Fortnite. Um, mm. Feel free to yeah yeah yeah. Feel free. There's a uh, they're doing a fundraiser for breast cancer awareness. You can win uh, his signed warm up and dinner with him. And he's actually a really nice guy. So good bit on that one. Who pays for dinner in that circumstance? Uh, I think he does. I did. Okay. I did ask the club if there was a clause where he couldn't just like order Chinese and make you watch him play Fortnite. So <laughs> uh, they didn't get back to me on that one yet. I will update when available. Um, Ferris scores in the 39th goal. Evgeny Sterikov scores in the 61st. Um, Brian, these two teams don't like each other, and I really like it. 
Yeah, like, well, and we were shooting messages back and forth before this, and I was asking you at what point we could start considering this a rivalry. Um, and obviously, I think it's going to take, obviously, a ton more matches. Um, but these two teams, oddly, are very even, I yes. feel like. Um, but... I'm not going to lie. Like I, I made it through. I wa- went back and watched the highlights and then I watched the match again today. And I'm not going to lie. I thought it was a cool shot for Starkov to <laughs> get that chip in. But also if that chip goes about five feet higher than where it was, <laughs> um, Indy is staring at a much deeper pit to actually yes. not embarrass themselves and fall completely out of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So while and not to make light of it because it's a very easy cop out to use, yeah. but you also told me that the and I I went back and I listened to the commentary too. The goalkeeper was seventeen years old. Yeah, Tomas Romero, everybody, so... seventeen year old Tomas <laughs> Romero. Wait, do you go? Hey, that was a cool chip. To the fact that you chipped it. That was the only goal you scored. It barely went in, and you also chipped a 17-year-old. Right. Like, if that's Jake McGuire, who's you know not 17, or John McCarthy, who's also not 17, don't know if that one comes off. Um, yeah. That being said, yeah, the average age for Bethlehem in that match, 21.18 years old. Yeah. So, like... James uh, yeah. I was I was okay with the result. They desperately needed the win, and I think I'm both teams really would have liked the win there. Well, um, yeah, I, I'm I just I don't care about your team. Fair enough. <laughs> ironically, <laughs> ironically, I think the draw actually helps them both out though because it doesn't cripple either of them in terms of the playoffs, and they still kind of have the best chances out of the rest of the teams that are in it of you know staying it. Really. Well, ironically, what this result presents Indy with and I tweeted about it today is a situation where if Louisville plays North Carolina on Tuesday mm-hmm. if I remember looking at the schedule right that so Indy, ha- Indy has to hope that the team that they sent a player to on loan yes. doesn't win yeah. and in my brain I keep playing out this scenario where uh-huh. Zach Steinberger hits the game winning goal to go ahead of Louisville, and I end up crying myself to sleep. Or he like hits a hat trick or something. Place money on that. Place money on that. Like I just I keep playing the scenario, and I just kept doing it after I was looking through all the scenarios this morning. I kept looking through them, going, "That's gonna happen." Mm. Like it just pains me. So, but what are you gonna do? Not a whole lot. Yeah. It's but amazing yeah, how many fouls were in that game, though. I told you they don't like each other. Yeah. <laughs> 22. A total of, what is that, 8, 10, 40 fouls total? Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of fouls. So, Brian, as far as Louisville, since they're hosting North Carolina, take, uh, at least there's solace in knowing that Louisville's only lost three times this year or at home, and that's only been to Pittsburgh, Toronto FC2, oddly, and FC Cincinnati. The Toronto FC two thing doesn't make me very excited, Ryan. <laughs> that was or that was at least uh, one lower match. But look at the quality of teams that also beat them, and that was Cincinnati and Pittsburgh, who kind of sandwich Louisville. And I think Louisville will play a tough, or at least still their full lineup. They are they only have two points on Pittsburgh, 
they're going into the final two matches. Both teams are competing to get that kind of two spot because they'll likely meet each other again in the conference semifinals, and they want to be the one to host that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Speaking of North Carolina uh, and New York Red Bull, they played each other. Uh, NCFC one, Red Bull two, two. Could have said the Baby Bulls didn't. It's fine. Uh, Anatola Bong scores in the the, the second D fourth. I'm doing great with the league branding, not doing great with How time. much have you had to drink, just out of curiosity? <laughs> just, uh, not, not enough and too much, apparently, all at the same time. Um, Anatole Bong in the 24th minute. We'll get back to him. Kyle Becker ties things up for North Carolina in 52nd. Tom Barlow ends it, uh, gives Red Bull 2 the lead and the win, 79th minute goal. Um, Anatole Bong like, kicked a dude after the first half whistle blew and got a red card. Ooh, you can't do that. Um, Even if the play is going on, do I don't that. think you can uh, do that. That's true. You can't do it at any time, but especially after the first half whistle. So for Red Bull 2, we're <laughs> clinging to that eighth seed to not have Anatola Bong, who since he's popped back up for them, has been very good. Yeah. Um, Not great. Not great. No. Even worse, or even less not great. Yes. Words tough. English hard. I agree. Um, NCFC, I'm going to take a little bit of enjoyment from this. NCFC lost a man up at home. Yeah. Sorry, NCFC fans, but I got a little enjoyment out of that. Now NCFC has um, a two-match road trip against Louisville and Charlotte, which they need to win one of those games to try and still stay eligible. Mm -hmm. And this, they have 44 points and can – they need to at least get one victory to get them up to 47 to be level with Bethlehem and Nashville. They would lose. And I, on... I feel like if it's not against, Go for if it, that sir. victory is not against Louisville, you know, winning against Charlotte's going to be too little too late. Shall see. Yeah. They need, they need some help both. They need a win and then they need goal differential help too. Cause Nashville's plus 11 Bethlehem's plus 14 North Carolina's only plus nine. Um, One thing that NCFC would have is if they get a win, they would have two up on uh New York Red Bulls too, yep. since the wins tiebreaker is the first thing to decide stuff. That's true. They would sneak in assuming. Uh, moving on there. Pittsburgh nil Cincy nil. Um. Yeah, that ten match winning streak for Cincinnati is now over. They're still unbeaten in twenty two. They haven't lost in league play since my birthday, May twenty sixth. Two no loss at home to Louisville. Um, man, this is Pony mentioned to say this because he wouldn't be here. So in his absence, Cincinnati fans, this is not uh me, Evan, talking at you. It's the other one who lives in the West Coast and is older. You can't keep getting outshot four to one and expect to win games or draw games. No. So yeah, uh, eighteen to four shot lead for Pittsburgh. Uh, since he did lead possession fifty two point one to forty seven point nine. Um, yeah, just just not able to finish anything here for Pittsburgh, um, which is frustrating, I'm sure, for them. Hmm. And that was in Pittsburgh, was it not? Natural for Lilywell. Hmm. Although. Yeah. Very curious how the that game went. I did not watch it, of course, but um, mildly surprising, I would say, especially the run of form that Cincinnati had had recently that mm. 
not that you'd think they'd discontinue that progress essentially, but uh, curious how that may play into the playoffs because you you figure they may end up meeting. So yeah, there's a there's a good chance. Well, and it's a weird game to look at on paper because virtually for Pittsburgh, you can take this and like you had said, Goose, whenever they meet, eventually meet or potentially meet into the playoffs, this is something that Pittsburgh can look at and go, look, we went toe to toe with the, you know, USL champions, regular season champions. Um, Mm -hmm. And we on paper were dominating them. And I, it's one of those games where if they played an extra 30 minutes, I'm sure Pittsburgh probably would have gotten one in eventually. But for FC Cincinnati, this is almost, especially since they didn't lose, this is one from a coaching perspective that you take back on paper and you go, look, this is clearly something we need to work on. Mm-hmm. And this is something we definitely need to address. And now you have at least one more game or one more week that you can really try to fine tune some stuff before you hit the playoffs. Yeah. Mm. I think the big key I saw from this was if you remove FC Cincinnati's three, one win over Pittsburgh in the open cup earlier this year, the only uh, result they or the only match they had or the high scoring match they had against Pittsburgh or the Louisville was only two goals. Other than that, they would get one or they've been shut out of. I mean, Louisville was seen to shut them out. Pittsburgh, you just saw them. I feel like this to face in the playoffs because they make things difficult and Cincinnati or Louisville and Pittsburgh stubborn sides at Cincinnati will pretty much almost it's not a certainty but it's likely that they'll run into them and mm. and out of the two Louisville and Pittsburgh will probably face each other in the finals or depending on who's home or road on that one Louisville looks likely to come out of that one and those Cincinnati would when they're there. Mm. Yeah. Even a team um, like Nashville may give them problems. Yeah. Mm. Nashville three, Richmond nil. Expected result. Uh, man, if Nashville could score like this every week, they would not be where they are right now. But is what it is. Charlotte two ten. Yeah. It is a game that yeah maybe is meaningless, but technically not. Moral victory, I guess you could say. Um, I kind of feel bad for ending the Rowdy season, essentially, because I do like some of their fans. They're very nice people. Do you? I do. They're, they seem to be... <laughs> maybe they put up a big facade on Twitter. I they do. It's all, it's all a lie. We, we, uh, all of them are awful. It all makes sense. But uh, yeah, it, it, it's interesting to see what happens when your team is all but eliminated from the playoffs and they mm. just tend to play really calmly and less nervous and uh, and get a result. Um, yeah. That makes it seven unbeaten games for, uh, for the independents or what we call beatless um, up here in Charlotte or down here in Charlotte or, or east or west in Charlotte, depending on where you are. Um, but yeah, it is. Uh, it's a great feeling, but it's also obviously a little too late. Um, mm-hmm. But still, there's a lot to play for for the team. It was a fun game to watch. Somehow, I still have not seen it because the the ESPN Plus stream cuts off at like the 94th minute of 97 minutes of played time. But uh, 
Daniel, I think is his first name. Vega, the keeper for the, the Rowdies, got sent off in the 97th minute for a red card. For, uh, That's yeah, I, I think he uh, verbally assaulted somebody. Um, oh. yeah, so uh, too rowdy. No, oh. hey, hey, hey. he's getting rowdy in Tampa Bay. Bill's not here, so I feel like I have to compensate for a little <laughs> bit more pun humor. No, you're doing a great job, you're doing fine. No, Thank you, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm still kind of curious what may happen there, but uh, I don't know if I want to know if mom's. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, probably, probably yeah. nothing we could discuss on this in length, anyways. No, certainly uh-huh. not. We would direct everyone to whatever the league put out and leave it at that. Yes. Uh, Tulsa one, RGVFC two, a expected result. San Antonio three, Las Vegas one, expected result. Uh, Orange County two, Seattle Sounders two one, meaning the team <laughs> that plays in Tacoma. In the USL, scored one goal, and Orange County scored twice. Richard Chaplow and Aiden Quinn gets a penalty in the 90th minute. Uakes Seattle scores in the 60th. So they go from taking the lead to losing two points to then losing that final point on a penalty in stoppage time. So that's nice. Um, Orange County now on their longest win streak in USL history. Their previous record of four wins in a row was set twice earlier this year, once in 2013 and 2015, where they were a team with a different name and a less hacked Twitter account. Um, yeah, good win for them over Seattle. Uh, man, that joke was too easy to make. And uh, yeah, they're uh, they're in the playoffs as well. They're not quite locked up as number one seed yet in the Linux does with that game in hand that they have um, against. Loading, loading. Loading. Anybody? Am I the only one? Okay. Well, Phoenix has a game in hand. I'm sure to load as soon as I'm done saying the sentence. Don't know who it's against, but uh, there's a good chance they end up pipping Orange County for that number one spot, which is we playing San Antonio. Phoenix has a game in hand over everyone who currently has a um, playoff spot in the yeah. West with um, St. Louis as the only other team that has 32 matches. Yeah. So it's it's Vegas and then Portland Timbers too for them. Um, Vegas definitely. I mean, both those games are winnable, but Vegas is probably the easier of the two to see them getting three points out of. Um, other match in the Western Conference that happened the last one of the week. It was uh, Sacramento two, Los Dos one, meaning LA Galaxy two only scored once. Sacramento scored twice. Um, Sac Republic comfortable. They're you know win draw win 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 in their last five. Um, and yeah, you know, it's it's three teams fighting for two spots in the West. So I think everybody, I mean, fifth place for Reno's add on up right now, you're safe. But besides that, it could change around a little bit. But I, man, it's going to come down to St. Louis and San Antonio, I think. And I, uh, I don't know. San Antonio faces uh, RJV in the final match. Uh, St. Louis faces Oklahoma City, and Swole Park Rangers has low stoves. So Swope are probably fine, right? They do have a point up over St. Louis and San Antonio. Right. right. I feel like it'll be Swope and San Antonio out of that one, just yeah. based off of the opponents they're facing. Well, and and St. Louis can't just win and be in the playoffs, which is the problem. 
um, which will be like the second year in a row for them um, in the second in, in two different conferences where they're not going to get in pretty much on the last game of the season. So it's unfortunate for them. But... Next year. Yeah. <laughs> oh, if only. I can't wait. Um, last game of the week, Atlanta United. To Sorry, Williams guy gets a brace scoring against his old team. That's got to feel awkward for him. That's yeah. Oligata scores in the 27th minute to start things off for Charleston. Uh, Battery are going to finish fourth probably. Mm. Um, which is fine for them. <clears throat> They'll end up fifth seed. So Indy 11 or Bethlehem probably. That'll be a fun matchup. Should be interesting. I, it's odd because you wondered what was going on with Charleston in this game. I mean, they... Yeah. I, I kind of recall them maybe backing into the playoffs last year, and then we know how their season ended at home against the Red Bulls. Um, so you wonder what's maybe going on there. Um, I honestly don't know what's going on there, so I have no insider information. Mm. Um, but uh, but it's really curious to see Atlanta United to um, get the victory there. Um, against a very strong Charleston team. Yeah. Well, and Charleston's so interesting from an Indy perspective because I was even looking at the top four and which of the four teams Indy would best to be suited against. And realistically, mm. knock on wood, if everything plays out and Indy doesn't lose the fifth spot, Charleston is honestly and mm. arguably their best match that Indy could get in the first round. Um, I think Indy plays Pittsburgh in the first round. They get smashed. I think Louisville would probably be a difficult game. Especially at Since, home. Yeah. Cincinnati's no contest like for them. So Charleston is realistically Indy's best shot at trying to do anything. So uh, it's just so interesting because even from somebody that's only been really paying attention to the USL for a year now, Charleston just seems like the weirdest top four mm-hmm. team. Yep. Because they're so quiet compared to the rest of the top, like the other three, that you're one yep. wondering, you're like, how did you stay up? Anheuser, their coach. Yeah, it's really. I mean, I I don't even know that even their fans would have expected them to to be this high. Um, I mean, they did retool decently, but even still, it, it, a top four finish for them is surprising i think for a lot of mm-hmm. people so yeah and brian I, I would say don't sell short against pittsburgh and there are two matches earlier this year both of them were draws yes. Cincinnati's going to be a tough opponent you guys asked earlier this year uh charleston is another or despite um a loss and draw with charleston earlier in the year that's another beatable team. So even at the five or six seed, those are still winnable games for Indy. And even if you guys do drop down to six, just take Solison. It's that if you get to the second round, you wouldn't have to face Cincinnati immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to wrap things up, John is our kind of Western Conference representative and is a guy that covers a team that has a playoff spot. Um. You know, right now, Orange County, Phoenix, Sacramento, Real Monarchs, Reno, Timbers 2 have all clinched playoff spots, which means there's only two left. Um, You know, who do you think gets in from the Western Conference? How do you see things going for, I guess, Reno specifically? 
Um, so the the three teams that are fighting for a playoff spot right now, and yeah. correct me if I'm wrong, are SPR, um, San Antonio, and yeah. St. St. Louis. St. Louis. Right. right. Um, I can see. Uh, I can see. St. Louis and SPR making it. Um, yeah. I don't know. Actually, I don't know about St. Louis. Uh, St. Louis is kind of the one where it's they 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 only have one game left in the remainder of the season, right? No, they have, so they have two. They have two. Okay. They have um, two. Yeah, they have no, uh, they have the game in, in with Oklahoma teams actually. Let me check. But yeah, I mean, you know, right now they're on forty nine points. They're losing the tiebreak to San Antonio um, on wins because they have thirteen and San Antonio has fourteen. Right. Um, but they'd have San Antonio and goal differential actually if they were level on wins come end of season. So they play Tulsa on the tenth and then Oklahoma City on the thirteenth. Both of those, I believe, at home. Hmm. Yeah, that that's a tough one. Um, yeah. St. Louis has been a weird team this year. Uh, like they they could go in and play lights out like they did against Reno, mm-hmm. and then not have a very good match the next week. Oh man, that that it's a really close race. Yeah, but I I think I'm gonna stick with it. Uh, SPR and uh, and St. Louis finally makes it. Yeah, seriously. Especially for that team, I mean, you know, Saints Rose and almost made it out of the out of the East, you know, last year and then didn't. Um, so for them, you know, especially, I mean, they do in a way control their destiny for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they they'd have to, yeah, I mean, really just win both your games and you're in at that point. Unless San Antonio absolutely blows somebody out. Um, the end of the season to the tune of like six goals, but I don't think that's going to happen. Um, fair. Um, John, where can people find you on the internet and things like that? Yeah. Uh, check out um, 1868 weekly on SoundCloud and also on iTunes. And then you can follow 1868 weekly on Twitter and then feel free to follow myself at John Macaluso on Twitter as well. Yeah. Um, Eastern Conference, gentlemen. I know Ryan, you dabble in both conferences just because you're here. Uh, so for Goose and Brian, same question. And then where can people find you guys on the internets? So, oh, I guess I'll paint the picture in the East. Your current teams that have got a number one seed, Louisville number two right now, Pittsburgh three, uh, Charleston Battery four. From there, Indy 5, Bethlehem 6, Nashville 7, Red Bull 8, Ottawa 9, and uh, North Carolina 10. So a lot more things to figure out and a lot more teams to choose from. Um, Goose, I suppose I'll start with you as the guy who unfortunately has the eliminated team, even though you've been doing well. You know, too little, too late, I suppose. Um, What's your... I guess five, six, seven, and eight in the Eastern Conference looking like. I honestly think... It doesn't have to be in, like, order. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, I mean, you know, who do you think gets in over... out of these, what, six teams? It's going to be interesting because what I I 
think will happen isn't what I want to happen, quite frankly. Um, the idea of NCFC being ahead of us on the table it makes me a little sad. Sure. Um, a lot of sad, let's just be honest. Um, I honestly see it probably being five Indy, six Bethlehem, seven Nashville, and probably Red Bulls at the eighth seed. I, I don't I'm not sure who I want less to make the playoffs between Ottawa and, and NCFC. Mm. Because if, if Ottawa makes the playoffs, that means the eighth seed we beat five one aggregate and we're mm. like two spots below them, which is just a sad thing to think about. Right, right. And also the idea of of New York Red Bulls somehow going into Nippert and taking them down. Seriously. It's just a complete firestorm of absurdity. That would be amazing to see happen. Not that it will. Um, I'm not a betting man. <laughs> sure. Um, I had the money for that kind of thing. Fair enough. But it would be, a, it would be quite, a, quite a thing to behold. Um, but that's kind of how I see it going. Um with Ottawa and, and NCFC being the odd men out as opposed to everyone else. But yeah, that's how I see it going. And uh, where can people find you and, and your, your like on the Twitters? I always appreciate you hopping on just because you more often than not are recording talking jacks right before this goes live. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. You know, it, no, I, I appreciate I'm glad that I, podcast, man. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's fun. Uh, you can uh, you can find me personally on the, the Twitterverse at uh, the Soccer Goose. Um, yes, you heard that correct, the Soccer Goose. Um, yeah. uh, you can find the podcast I'm affiliated with. I think it's just at Talking Jacks. I it should is. probably know this. I'm a, no, it is. You're good. It, you got yeah. It. So at Talking Jacks, you don't Jackson, even need to no know G. it. That's just how much. That's how well you know it. Yes. <laughs> It's ingrained in my memory. It is. It is. Um, but yeah, talking jacks. We uh, focus solely on the independents. Um, yeah. That, did you say you focus independently on the independents? <laughs> oh, <laughs> he did it. He did Just it. Saying. Just saying. Just he saying. Went there. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, hey Brian, where can uh, how how you feeling? I'm. I, listen, I think India is safe at this point, man. Um. I think they are. Yeah. I'm just, and you know, I sent you a message today. You did. <laughs> I'm just very negative about the steam right now. I know you uh, are. I'm just extremely frustrated. And I know you have, you have a lot of motives on why they should and why they shouldn't make the playoffs. I understand. So, I think, uh, I think realistically, I think they're fine, but yeah, also yeah. realistically, I can easily see them dropping down uh from fifth yeah like so um but i think regardless whoever ends up in eighth in the eastern conference table re- uh, uh, i i'm trying to look at, i think any of the t- team that he just said it just sounded like mumbles to me <laughs> <laughs> that was just mumbles um I think whatever team ends up in eighth place in the East yeah. actually has, they're going to be on such a surge. They have such a great chance to go into Cincinnati and at least give yeah. them a run for their money. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but yeah, I, I think Indy's fine. Really? I'm just very, very negative on the team right now. Fair enough. <laughs> so who, who are the, who are the odd two is a better way of asking the question. 
Say that again. You cut out a little bit. Who are the Who are the odd two teams that are not you know playoff bound come Monday morning? Uh, I don't want to piggyback right off of uh, the soccer goose, um, but I'm having a hard time not doing that. Um, Fair enough. If I really had to not piggyback, I could see Ottawa sneaking in at eight. Do you want to see that happen mm-hmm. though? Ottawa. No, really. but also I think they're just that capable. I <laughs> like Ottawa. I think Ottawa's that weird, quiet team that nobody's gonna really pay attention to, and then they'll upset someone. So um they're real chippy though. So I don't know how well that would play against Cincinnati, but um I if I had to choose two teams that wouldn't make it realistically, it would probably just be Ottawa and North Carolina. I think they just have way too much that has to happen above them. Mm. to realistically have a chance. But at this point, uh, I'm not trusting anything on this table because it, it can all dramatically change, especially just after Tuesday, but it can all dramatically change really yeah. fast. Mm. Ryan, your thoughts? I'm looking at the um, kind of Eastern Conference at the moment, and, and I feel like Ottawa just isn't really in a good spot personally. They need to get to 48 points, and he's already above that mark. Or, and then basically you have Bethlehem, Nashville, and New York, who's at 47, 47, and 46, respectively. If Bethlehem and Nashville get one more point each, and if New York wins, and then all three of those things happen, and that knocks Ottawa out of the playoffs, and it really does a really good job at knocking North Carolina out. Now, there's still a chance that all of those teams won't pick up the necessary points, but considering that Bethlehem and Nashville just need the one, and I feel like that's a really... Uh, it's almost inevitable they'll get that one. And then you have New York going on the road to play Penn. It seems like they'll pick up a win there. So I feel like Ottawa will be kind of on the outside. And then in, with North Carolina, they need to pick up three points against Louisville to stay in the hunt. And I feel like that's going to be a tough test because Louisville is going to be battling for that no- number two seed up in the Eastern Conference. They're not going to you know, rest any of their star players. But if I had to kind of set up a... Uh, top or basically the kind of remainder of the Eastern conference, it would be Bethlehem, Indy, Nashville, New York. Mm. I'm going, or sorry, Brian, I was going based off of with Bethlehem. They're playing a Tampa Bay team that they, they seem to be able to be with Indy going up against Louisville at the end, which depending on if they're resting players or not, I'm still banking on that. They're not. I feel like that Louisville team's going to be a tough out and besides any team that goes into Nippert Stadium can have a chance at beating Cincinnati. The last time we had a USL team move to MLS was Orlando City in 2014. They were a number one seed in that playoff and they lost to Harrisburg in the first round. Oh. I'm sorry, who were Harrisburg? It was still Harrisburg. There. Oh, okay. oh, great. <laughs> I forgot. Um, yeah, no, I, I I agree. I think the tricky thing is if Ottawa wins, they'll end up in 48 points, but they'll actually have the win tiebreaker over Bethlehem, assuming Bethlehem only gets one point. So, basically, if you're on 33 games right now and you're in that group of 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, and 10, win your game. And then it's really easy because everything pretty much stays the same. Um, if you're on 32 points, I hope Tuesday's good to you because if it's not, then... Yeah. Um, like I think if Ottawa, you know, or uh, sorry, if if Red Bull draw, they're in a lot of trouble, um, especially because it's against Penn FC, who are now playing for 
like an audition for another team next year. I don't know. That's a really weird spot for mm-hmm. them to be in. Um, and then, yeah, Nashville coming up. They need a win. Um, because, I mean, you know, a win there gets them to 50 points, which is really nice. That puts them to fifth. And then another one gets them to 53 where they might, you know, be able to get Charleston. I, I don't know. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll say... Oh, go for it, sir. I was saying the problem is with Nashville is they have that final match of the season against Cincinnati, and I feel mm-hmm. like getting three points against them will be tough. Hitting uh, one's not out of the question, but three yeah, might but I be feel a like since they are gonna order. are gonna start to rest up a little bit, and they have ninety five guys under contract, so I mean, <laughs> you know, they can afford to lose a game. I mean, okay, it's a point of pride, but you know, they're down the road, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, but I think, you know, five through eight, I think uh, it's really a toss-up. I, I think Bethlehem gets five. I'm a little biased there, but I, I think they can beat Tampa more than I think Indy can beat Louisville. Um, and again, it's one of those things where a draw for Indy 11 and a win for Bethlehem puts Bethlehem above Indy off of wins. Um, and then, yeah, uh, New York seven, Nashville eight. I think I'm going to go with that. I'll be wrong. It'll be fine. Do you have another gun held to your head? <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. Willie Whitelaw, uh, Red Bull 2 Communications guy's here uh, holding a gun. He's not actually. Say seven. Um, yeah, yeah. He's like, give us seven. And I'm like, all right, fine. Um, oh, my God. What's that? Lebo Maloto just came in. Uh, okay, fine. Nashville 5. Uh, anyway. <laughs> That's the Welcome. Um, I didn't continue with my own proper line of doing this. Uh, Brian, where can people find you on the Twitters and things? Um, oh, were you talk- You got to specify. You said Ryan or Brian? Brian with a B. Okay. Like the dog from Family Guy. Thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. That's a lovely image in my head. No problem. Anytime. Um, you can find me uh, on Twitter at Soccer with Brian. And uh, also, of course, as always, at BGN Written. <laughs> There you go. I love like your Twitter handle and Goose. I know your Twitter it's a good one. But like <laughs> Brian, yours is great because it's literally just what can happen if you at you. You just it's <laughs> about you're just talking soccer with Brian. Yeah, I um, you get, Brian does on Twitter. Oh, it's soccer. Yeah, yeah. You get any I eleven like, rants and in about eleven days you'll get screenshots of my football manager twenty nineteen save. Um, what does it mean um also i kind of like to think that people just will like enter on twitter at soccer and then it like autofills with brian and they're like he looks all right is it <laughs> um, is it sad that actually when i came up with that handle like i realistically <laughs> was thinking about that kind of stuff and i was just trying to make oh, it no. as clean as plain as possible without ending up with having to put like at soccer with Brian, 184376 uh, uh, percent sign. So <laughs> good. Yeah. Hey, we're sorry. Soccer with Brian was already taken. Do you want Octavia squid 42? And you're like, no, I don't no, think so. I don't no. No, Thank you. Club penguin. Um, Ryan, who lives in North Carolina, where can people find you on the internets and also maybe in person sometimes? No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, where can people find you on the internet, friend? On Twitter, you can find me at ILM underscore Ryan. And I actually have a funny kind of 
a story mentioned around a, the username. So who it didn't dawn on me that Harry Kane would play Fortnite at all. And his username was HKane10. On it, I saw it when he was playing with the Ninja Daily Alley and stuff. But I signed up for Fortnite on day one. And my username is Hotspurs10. And now every time I log on to play, I think, did Harry Kane try my username before <laughs> he settled on his own? Do people, do people think you're Harry Kane now? No, I'm not. I don't play as often or as well. He said, no, I'm not. <laughs> don't pretend to be Harry Kane very easily. <laughs> people would think. Just tell him you don't have a mic. You don't want to be out there too much. <laughs> um, friends, and I'll plug no, that was when we get out of here. Story. <clears throat> um, super thanks to Roughneck Scarves for so- for for <laughs> for sponsoring this podcast. Sorry, I didn't say that at the top show. They're your home for MLS, USL, men's national team, women's national team scarves as well as scarves for your own personal use, uh, club fundraiser or otherwise. Our friends at Speedway Soccer Podcast made a really nice scarf. It's actually really funny. Um, mm-hmm. Also, for hosting all this nonsense and letting me do this every week, it's been a good time. I hope I'm allowed to do it next year. Cough. Um, also, uh, some more friends of ours, Soccer Loco. If you go to our website, theuslshow.com, there's going to be, uh, oh, that's when you know I'm done. There's going to be a blue and orange box, or if you're colorblind, it's just a gray and a gray box. Um, click on that. Buy any merch you want. Simple <laughs> as that. Go for it. It's really good stuff. Um, another thing you can do is, for whatever reason you want to support this monetarily every month, you can. Patreon.com backslash the USL show. Go check it out. It's good stuff. Um, what else do we do? Uh, I think that's it for the website plugs. Oh, just kidding. No, it's not. If you're listening to this downloaded, I have some good news for you. You got some nonsense. Live. Monday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern, youtube.com backslash the USL show. Subscribe. Hit the notification button. We'll be there. We usually tweet out links, too, so it's all good. Um, That's all of them. Yes. Great. Uh, for whatever reason, you want to hear more about me, interact more with me, just like general banter things, at Speak Evan Speak on, on Twitter. I don't message respond to all the tweets, so I won't be speaking at you, but I'll be typing. And if you can hear my voice now... Maybe I've said enough words over the course of this podcast. You can chop them up and you can put it all into words. It'll be like an audiobook, but you have to do all the work. It'll be great. Um, so yeah, thanks uh, everyone for coming. John, Brian, Goose, thanks for filling in. Ryan, thanks for always being here and putting together those lovely show notes. Um, go check go check out Talking Jacks. They are some awesome, awesome podcasts. Um, and uh, until then, we only have one rule here. Don't be a dick. We'll see you guys next week.